0: Hello friends, welcome back to Short Story Saturdays. It's been a while, it's been a long while. So uh, the last time I did a story, I decided to take, to take a little break and to, you know, to take a couple of weeks off and time just kind of got away from me. Uh, the end of 2022 and so far 2023 has been kind of a rough patch for me. Um, I was in a really bad place for a while and I'm, but I'm feeling... Like I'm up to get back in the saddle with short story Saturdays, and I wanted to apologize to Amy Grek because I'll be reading her story today, Ashes to Ashes, and she sent this to me many, many months ago. So, Amy, if you're listening, I am sorry for it taking so long, but I hope I can do the story justice. So I will try to get back to being on a normal schedule. I hope to do week to week, but I'm gonna do my best to be at least bi-weekly with uh, short stories. I have a couple of them in the queue, so I'll try to stay steady. And as long as you keep listening, I'll keep making them. So again, I apologize for my absence with with Short Story Saturdays. Like I said, I just kind of, um, yeah, it it, it was. <laughs> it's been a few months, but but March is claiming to be the month that things turn around. So we shall see. So with all that out of the way. Thank you for listening, and this is "Ashes to Ashes" by Amy Grek. Jack had been dead for less than a year when his widow spotted something gray in the corner of the cellar, that resembled a heap of dust and throbbed like a heart of a dying man. A sudden heart attack claimed him nine short months ago. She saw his body cremated, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Sarah passed the heap whenever she brought her filthy clothes over to the washing machine. She couldn't avoid it. The first time the heap moved, Sarah bit her lip and shrugged it off, along with a sudden chill that crept through the open cellar door. Hastily, she dumped her dresses into the washer, all of them were black, and slammed the lid. Sarah passed the heap again on her way upstairs and shuddered. She didn't stop shaking until she bolted the cellar door. In thirty minutes... She had to venture back down to put her dresses in the dryer. She dreaded the imminent ordeal. Sarah wore her wedding dress, which she dyed black for Jack's funeral, until death do us part. His final resting place, a black urn with J-A-C-K etched in gold letters, occupied the mantle right next to their wedding photo. Two feet taller than she, he resembled a gentle giant. His enormous arms held Sarah tightly. She lifted the cold gold frame gingerly and recalled the splendor of their wedding day, twenty years ago, immaculately preserved for all the days of her life. As she cradled the photo against her chest, Sarah closed her eyes and pictured herself hugging Jack. She held her new husband. He held her as tightly in his strong arms as he did on their wedding day and whispered, whispered words she would never forget. I will always love you. I will never leave you. I want to make love to you forever. She inhaled and smiled, seizing the moment, yearning for his tender touch. In her mind's eye, Jack still smelled as fragrant as an orchard full of oranges. His eyes were as light as the sky, his hair as bright as the sun, and his ashes as gray as a heap of dust in the cellar. Sarah's gray eyes snapped open as a cherished memory faded to black. Jack's ashes in this photo were the only tangible mementos she had left to have and to hold. She set the picture down. Sarah lifted the urn's lid carefully and peered inside. Seeking that familiar fine powder, a void appeared where the grayness should have been. She winced, remembering the heap of dust in the corner of the cellar. How did his ashes end up in the cellar? The lid slipped through her trembling fingers and shattered on the hardwood floor. Sarah shuffled over to the couch and collapsed. She never thought keeping Jack's ashes close to her heart would be such a burden. Did I meet him when we were college sophomores or juniors? Jack and Sarah strolled across the campus somewhere. She tried to recall but drew a blank. It didn't matter, though, because he wore the University of Michigan sweatshirt. They paused in front of the sign that read, Psychology Laboratories. He practically lived in that building in their junior year. Jack waved. Sarah waved back. Did he ask me out on our first date, or did I ask him? They sat on a bed in a small but neat apartment. Jack's place had always been such a mess, so Sarah immediately knew it had to be her apartment, her bed. I'm glad you came over, she smiled edged closer. He took his black leather jacket off and tossed it in the corner. I never mind spending quality time with pretty girls. Sarah blushed. Do you spend a lot of your time with pretty girls? None of them are as pretty as you. Jack took her hand in his and squeezed it hard enough to let her know that he cared. She brushed black locks away from her face. I don't believe you. He kissed her for a long time to prove his point. The image lingered deep within the confines of her mind, like the first kiss, but it didn't nearly last as long. Did we make love the first time in his apartment or mine? They were at her place again. Candles bathed the room in an ephemeral luminescence. Jack kissed her deeply. She held him tight. Their shirts, jeans, and underwear were scattered throughout the room. Jack loomed, trembling over her. I love you. Then show me. She pulled him on top of her and guided him in. Their movements were awkward and unsteady at first, but neither of them minded much. Desire bound them together. Sarah wrapped her legs around his. Jack wrapped his arms around hers and squeezed tight. Sarah began to cry. Did Jack get down on one knee when he proposed? They stood in front of a slate-blue two-story house, his arm draped across her shoulder, her arm wrapped around his waist. Sarah's mother looked on from the top stoop where her father snapped pictures of the happy couple. Jack and Sarah smiled for the camera and tried not to blink. They walked to the restaurant, holding hands. He always squeezed her harder than she did. Joe's Bistro was just around the corner. Their usual table, secluded in the back, made the candle between them romantic because it was the only source of light. Jack ordered a bottle of the finest red wine and a plate of spaghetti and meatballs for them to share. After dinner, he got down on one knee, opened a small black box, slipped a diamond ring on her finger and said, "'Marry me, Sarah.' She admired the ring as it sparkled in the candlelight. Oh, Jack, I thought you'd never ask. The moment was snuffed out of her mind as it were the candlewick that had been burned so brightly between them dying. She reluctantly ventured down to the cellar. The stairs looked foreboding, even with the cellar light overhead. She grabbed the sides of her dress and held them up to avoid the fatal fall that would have left her sprawled out on the floor next to the harmless heap of dust Jack's last hurrah. When she neared it on her way back to the washer, Sarah clenched her fist and stared defiantly at the dust. As she passed, the heat began to beat faster and faster. Sarah lifted the washer's lid and tossed her wet, black dresses into the dryer. Her haphazard beeline upstairs' back was hindered by the sudden aroma of oranges. Sarah looked around. The dust had vanished she went over to the spot where it had been and touched the cold concrete with her fingers not a speck remained sarah ran upstairs without looking back and bolted to the cellar door she found herself hovering over the topless urn of the mantel, glancing inside it once more grayness prevailed where blackness used to be jack was back sarah held the urn with her sweaty trembling hands and shut her eyes jack danced with her again but he kept stepping on her toes That didn't happen on their wedding day sarah was sure of it cautiously she opened her eyes startled to see her husband standing next to her she placed her hand on his shoulder this time it rested there instead of passing through thin air sarah cringed at the gentle touch of the warm hand that smelled like oranges touching hers she screamed suddenly the hand squeezed hers hard so hard her hand started to ache until the pain led to numbness Jack let go of Sarah's hand long enough to hug her harder than she'd ever been hugged before. He whispered in her ear as he had done before, over and over, but the words were different now. I have always loved you. I will always love you. I have never left you. I will never leave you. I want to make love to you forever. I will make love to you forever. He squeezed so hard that Sarah's whole body throbbed so fast that her heart could hardly keep up, and the harmless heap of gray dust in the corner was the only thing, the only thing she remembered.